0: Hey, what is up guys? Mr. Duke Podcast. I am back to give you guys some new content because we are in a new year, so let's do it. What do you say? Guys, I'm here today because I'm here to do another movie review. You guys have listened to my Venom review. If you haven't, please go back and listen to it if you are curious about Venom or if you've watched it and you want to know what I thought. Um, But today, I am here guys to review The Predator. That's right. The one directed by Shane Black that came out back in September of 2018 and is now out on Blu-ray, digital, DVD, any type of form you can grab it on. It's out, it's about, and I watched it. This is my second time watching it. I went and seen it originally in theaters back in September and I now have seen it again and I'm just going to kind of give you guys my thoughts on the movie. It's going to be spoiler-free just in case you haven't seen it yet and, you know, you're listening to me first just to see what I thought. Or if you have seen it and you want to hear my thoughts, then this is the podcast for you. Now, just a reminder, guys, I am going to be doing a lot more content now that I'm in the new year. I I got past the holidays and everything, and now everything's been moved and I've got everything adjusted to where I can film more content uh, for the podcast in particularly and... Hopefully everything will be going good. I'll still be doing reviews. I'm going to have some guests on uh, to talk with me about some stuff, whether it be sports or movies or or just just life in general. I've got some lined up, so be on the lookout for that. Definitely to hear another voice other than mine um, because nobody wants to listen to one person talk forever. But with that being said, let's get into this review, right? Okay, so The Predators, is directed by Shane Black, who was in the original Predator back in 1987, and he played the character of Hawkins. Um, he actually, when he came on to that film, he helped do some of the rewrites for the script because some of the character and dialogue lines he, he had issue with and he approached, and, and I think Arnold and them even had some issues with, and he approached the director, and the director gave him the okay to rewrite some things. So he actually helped out with the original Predator, which I consider to be one of my all-time favorite movies. So with that being said, when I seen that he was going to be directing this, I was excited. I thought, yep, here we go. Now we got somebody that's going to know how to do a Predator movie because he was in the original. I don't think any of the Predator sequels have lived up to the original Predator. Predator 2 is good. It's not as good as the original and Predators, I thought was good, but I don't believe it's better than Predator 2 or the original, of course. So, he came on board. I was excited. I was excited all year for the movie. It was, you know, September release. Awesome. I can't wait. They released some trailers for it. looked very, very good. Uh, the, the main character in this movie is played by Boyd Hallbrook, which if you've watched any of the Netflix show Narcos... Uh, which I believe there's three seasons, and then they just did a spinoff called Narcos Mexico. He's one of the main characters in it, and it's about uh, Pablo Escobar. Really good show. Check it out. He does amazing work in it, but he was also in Logan, too. I can't remember his character's name in that movie, but he's the one that's actually hunting down X-23, which then Logan crosses paths and tries to put a stop to that, but he's in the movie. He's the main character. Uh... His name is McKenna. He's a soldier. Uh, he's actually a sniper. Uh, he's got some issues, but at the beginning of the movie, he's there. He's the one that comes in first contact with a Predator that crash lands on Earth. And the way the movie starts out, you get very reminiscent vibes of the original Predator. When I was in the theater, I was like, man, this is... This is, okay, I like where this is going. This is this is pretty good so far. Uh, then he gets brought on and chased down by some people that I guess assume have already known about the Predator due to the Predator coming to Earth multiple times, which, yes, the Predator makes notice that the original Predator movie, Predator 2, and the, I think even at one point Predators, is canon, so this is the fourth Predator movie. So, they make note of that, but this movie also has Sterling K. Brown in it, who is kind of the lead bad guy. It doesn't really clarify he is. He's just kind of the guy that's like making all of our other characters have seemingly difficult times because of him in particularly. Um, He's the one that's trying to get a hold of the Predator. He's the one that Works for this government organization that's known about the Predator. And he gets a hold of Olivia Munn once this Predator ship crashes. Her character is a doctor that has studied, you know, stuff about aliens and space and all this stuff. And so he thinks, I'll bring her on, see what she thinks about this. We've got questions. And Olivia Munn's character, I think, is... At first, I thought she was useful in the movie. But then, after a second watch, I thought, man, you really could have made this movie without her character altogether. Because you could have took her character and Sterling K. Brown's character and combined them into one. And that would have been a really well-put-together character. Even if you kept Olivia Munn and took Sterling K. Brown out, which I think Sterling K. Brown is an amazing actor. But if you even if you took him out and put Olivia Munn in this movie... As those characters combined I think that would have worked way better but that's just my opinion but so knowing that the main character McKenna has came in contact with the predator they want to make sure that he gives all the information out and then they're going to basically lobotomize him because they don't want anybody knowing that he's come in contact with an alien because you know government let's hide this so they put him on a bus and it's on a bus with a bunch of other soldiers that have done some type of form of dishonorable stuff in their wing of the military. And that's where he meets the group that are known as throughout the movie, the Loonies. It's got Keegan-Michael Key, Thomas Jane, uh, I can't remember the one guy's name, but his name is Nebraska in the film, who I really liked his character, uh, and then a couple other guys, and they're just Kind of this, you know, group of misfits led by McKenna. And they kind of befriend each other and he tries to tell them, you know, they're asking, why are you on here? And he says, well, it's because I had a run in with an alien. They think he's crazy. Well, they end up seeing this alien eventually and they believe him, which the alien he's talking about is the Predator. And the Predator in the movie is amazing. Uh, it's It doesn't have any qualities in it that I would say that a normal Predator wouldn't have, it actually has a really cool scene where it's trying to break out of that facility at one point that I thought was really awesome. Shane Black did a really good job on that. Um, But kind of the reasoning why the Predator's there, I took issues with, and I'm not going to explain because I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but I thought it was kind of... uh, It was iffy because there's things that he does throughout the movie that later on when you find out why he's even there, you're kind of like, well, then why did he why did he do all of that? That doesn't make any sense. But he actually comes here uh, and he's being followed by another Predator. So there's two Predators in this movie. And that's not really a spoiler because if you've watched the trailers and you're excited for this movie or maybe you haven't seen the trailers, there's two Predators in this movie. If you've seen any other Predator movie, other than the first one, there's always multiple predators in movies. And for those of you who argued, well, there's only one in the second. That's true, until the end. I know it was the first one, second, but that's still more than one. But this one, in particular, has two predators in it. And the first predator I enjoyed, and I really thought, that they could. there was a couple areas that I think that they could have went with this one. And you could have made the movie where it was just the one Predator and then, you know, give him kind of a different story of why he's here. But the way they used him and why he was here, I was fine with. I I didn't take too much discomfort with, you know, their storytelling behind it. But um, the second Predator that comes to Earth, it was a cool idea, and I'm sure when you're writing a script for a Predator movie... You know, you always think, okay, the Predator's awesome, you know, it's, it's a really cool-looking character, it's got all these really cool gadgets. How can I make that even cooler? Okay, I'll make it bigger, I'll make it stronger, I'll make it have tech that other Predators could just wish they could have, and I'll make it even more deadlier. That's pretty much what this second Predator is. And at one point the predators engage in a fight and in the movie I thought Are you leading me to believe that this this first predator actually even really stands a chance compared to this other one? This other one's like eleven foot tall. I mean it's a monster. I don't see how anybody could beat this Predator in the movie. And I, and I get that's what they were going for, is well, let's make one that people will think, man, there's no way this one can be beat. Well, for the first half of that movie, you, you made me believe it. Because it, it, it's a doozy. I wasn't okay with it because the first Predator is practical effects and it's somebody in a Predator suit and the second one is just a monstrous CGI thing. That's not what the Predator is. Practical effects look so much better I think on screen than CGI. Obviously. Because you get that real that real feeling you know, of it's actually there and the actors actually have something to you know, see in front of their own two eyes and you know, make contact with where CGI, you know, if you've ever seen like behind-the-scenes stuff, like for anything that's CGI, you know, it's like either a little green ball or you know, a guy in a green suit with a, you know, an antenna on top of his head for the actors to look up at because that's where its face is at. I just don't think when you make a Predator movie that you can get away really with a CGI Predator. And Shane Black went with that on this one for his Ultra Predator or whatever because it You can definitely tell. Definitely when you watch the movie. And this movie incorporates predator dogs in it. That the Ultra Predator hunts with. They're kind of a CGI mess. And I think they are. If I could pick one thing out of this movie. To cut completely out of the movie. It would be the predator dogs. Because he he gives them this ridiculous. Almost story style arc in the movie. That you're just like. Wait, so this and this happens, and this dog is still going, and it just keeps popping in and out of the movie, just randomly. And you're like, how did he even find them? Where where did this come from? Like, I know it's an alien dog, but this doesn't make any sense. Well, apparently, in Shane Black's movie, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to make sense. And I get it's, it's a CGI action movie. But that's ridiculous. The dogs in this movie are ridiculous. They, there's no reasoning. After a certain point in this film. That you needed to continue using them. And one one scene in particular that involves a grenade. I just I rolled my eyes. Because I was like oh my gosh. The characters in this movie. The loonies in particular. I absolutely loved. I think they're the second best group of people that's went up against a predator in a movie since the original group. You know, all of them have something about them that you like. Um you know, Keegan-Michael Key's character and Thomas Jane's character in particular, they're like these buddies in the movie. They're really funny. They work really well off each other. It's almost like this weird like friendship that you're like you know, if I ever seen these two guys out hanging out, I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. But in the movie, you're like, I kind of get it. It's kind of it's kind of weird and, like, funny in a way. Uh, the characters are really great. And Shane Black does awesome in his movies with characters. Um, he's got a movie called The Nice Guys with uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. And it's kind of set back, I think, in the 70s or the 60s or something like that. He does really well in that movie. And he directed that movie and wrote that movie. And it's great. Like, it's a really good movie. But it's not, you know, a a sci-fi action movie that's, you know, a franchise movie. Because he also did Iron Man 3. And while the jokes and stuff were funny in that. And, you know, he Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black have a similar sense of humor. That movie wasn't that that good like that's one of the marvel movies that i cared not to watch that much because i I didn't really like it but i thought if anybody could understand a predator movie it would be shane black being that he was literally on the set of the original predator but what do i know i guess i was wrong the movie's not bad the movie's not great the movie's good The runtime of the movie's not too overly done. I think it's right where it needs to be, um, and it starts really well, and it picks up, and it just kind of it doesn't really let its foot off the pedal where you kind of get really bored or anything. Because I mean, it, it keeps you entertained. It just it has some decisions in the movie that I thought were really, really kind of dumb, and for the rest of the movie to kind of be you know. So well put together that I thought, you know, of course, you know, you can let a couple slip here and there. But then some of the stuff just took you completely out of the movie at points um, because you're like, there's no need for that, Like there's no use or need for this certain situation or what's going on, you know. Um, But like I said, it's not bad. It's a good movie, and I enjoyed it, and, you know, I actually think I enjoyed it the second time I watched it more than when I watched it in theaters, because I, when I watched it in theaters, you know, I went and see you know, an awesome R-rated Predator movie that has a chance of holding up to the original, but... I've come to grips with the fact that I'm not going to get a movie as good as the original Predator, because that's literally one of my all-time favorite movies. Just like I've come to grips with the fact that I'm not going to get a Batman movie, I think, as good as The Dark Knight. And that's fine, because I'll always have the original Predator and the original Dark Knight. But I enjoy The Dark Knight Rises. I thought it's a good movie. I want a sequel, which I guess, as of now, you know, it's Predator 2 is that follow-up to the original. But it's just not the same, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't, like, the whole thing about the Predator, like, the idea that it's in the jungle, the idea that, you know, it's camouflage, the idea that it's, you know, boots on the ground against something that's using the trees and camouflage, and you have to overcome it, that's what makes the Predator great. And I get the idea, and you always have the idea of, like, wait... What if a Predator came to like a city, you know? You know, there's a bunch of people. The Predator likes ki- killing. Would it just kill everybody or try to kill everybody? Would the cops be able to take it down? So I get where they went with Predator 2. And the Predators, the third one, they were like, we need to go back. We need to go kind of back to the original format of the first Predator. Take him back to the the woods, you know. But let's let's throw a little spin on it. And if you haven't seen Predators, you might give it a try. It's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Uh, I just think Adrian Brody was kind of miscast in the movie. So, the Predator kind of made me think, you know, the first one was awesome. The second one, you know, gives you the idea of what it would be like if the Predator came to a city... The third one wanted to go back to those original roots and I feel like the second one kind of wanted to bring it back to kind of the second one, you know? Kinda of like, well let's let's still have it be on Earth and we can show a couple things and you know do a couple things in the movie that refers to the original Predator. But also let's set it in like this setting. That is very similar to the second Predator. And I didn't think that was a bad idea. Because I mean. There's still a lot more you can explore. Than just what their second Predator did. I just think. And I'm going to talk about this later. In a different uh, podcast episode. When I bring one of my guests on. Because he has some really good knowledge about the Predator. And kind of pick his brain and see what he thinks. But I just think. With the Predator movies there's so much that can be done that you could say happened before the even the original Predator, you know? And maybe even what happened after the original Predator, that I think you could do something similar to that. But the Predator itself, I get it, it was, you know, it's this time right now, it wanted to be current, wanted to show us, you know, what the Predators are doing now and everything, and I mean, it's it makes sense. And Shane Black, he didn't do a bad job. He just... Typical Shane Black form, just like what I thought what he did with Iron Man 3. He took a liberty on something, and it didn't really pay off. And, you know, fans of Iron Man 3 were kind of upset about it, or fans of Iron Man in general were upset. Some liked it, thought it was a great twist. But in this one, in particularly The Predator... The twist that he does at the end of the movie, I absolutely hated. It doesn't sit right with me. leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I just wish they would cut the end part of the movie completely off. Or, as I've read online, they filmed three different endings, and the one they picked, I hate. The other two, I actually would have been fine with. I think the other two would have been awesome. The one they picked was just... It almost feels like you're watching, at that point, a completely different movie. Just with the same actors. And then the way it ends, you're just like, wait, what? And it leaves you scratching your head. And not in a good, like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan twist. Like, oh, okay. Wow, yeah, that's pretty interesting. No, it's more like a... So... This could have been avoided by this, if they would have known about this because they didn't have this, like it's it, it just it's a head scratcher and it drives me insane. It's what I don't like. But overall, if I if I had to grade the movie I'd probably get a give it a C plus. Because like I said, it's not a bad movie and I enjoyed a lot of it. And I what I expected out of a Predator movie being, you know, A monster that's hunting people and these people, you know, have to figure out a way to beat it. I got that. Some of the liberties taken in this movie, I didn't like. I I didn't enjoy. I thought it was kind of stupid. And, you know, that's just me. That's my opinion. You guys might watch it. You might love it. If you do, awesome. If you don't, cool. You know, we'll have something to talk about because, you know, obviously I didn't think this was a perfect movie. You know, but I also didn't think this was an absolutely trash movie. So um with that being said, give it a C plus. That's for me in the middle of the pack. It very rarely are you gonna hear me give a movie an A plus unless it truly wows and astonishes me. But so guys, I've this is my review for the Predator. I I've wanted to make my reviews a lot shorter, like I said, than my original Venom. Review, which was actually quite long, so I'm gonna try to keep them, you know, 30, 25 minutes, something like that. So, um, if you guys enjoyed this, please do share and get other people to give a listen to it. You know, maybe it's something up their alley too. I am gonna be doing other stuff. I won't just be doing movie reviews. I'll be doing, I'll be talking about sports. Uh, We got the Super Bowl and everything coming up, so I'd love to talk about that, kind of how that plays out. You know, um, with the Patriots and the Rams. You know, kind of. See how that game goes. Talk about some of the officiating, so you know I can complain with you and everything because I, at this point, you know the refs are. I almost feel like the refs are deciding who who who's playing these games and who's not. So, um, like I said, I will have a guest on uh, if I can uh, to talk more about kind of where I would like the Predator movies to go and um, my ideas for the Predator movies. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. Um, so if I can get him on, that will probably be my next episode. Uh, so if you enjoyed this review and you want to hear more about The Predator, be on the lookout for that. But I will be doing more movie reviews and preferably talking about sports uh, pretty soon, probably a couple episodes from now. So if you guys are waiting for the sports episode, that will be probably two episodes from now. Um, but I'm also going to be trying to do a lot of movie reviews. That way I can you know let people know what I thought of stuff. That way, maybe if it's stuff they haven't seen, they want to hear what I thought before they rent it or whatever. Just, you know, to see if somebody, a regular person, likes it or not. Because just like with the movie Glass that's coming out, a lot of the critics are trashing all over it. But don't always believe what the critics say. The critics gave Sharknado, like, it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So, come on. Sharknado was probably filmed with $45 and a paper clip. Alright guys, well, that being said, Mr. Duke Podcast, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to work on some more content to give you guys. So if you like this, please share, share, share. Like my page on Facebook, Mr. Duke Podcast. Follow me on Twitter if you can. And I will catch you guys on the flip side. Mr. Duke is out.